The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll Contest, $250 cash and a $250 gift card to the winner. Enter exclusively today on the SGPN app. I'm just about that action, boss. Back here with the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And, you know, we're talking NFL totals, so I got my guy Scott Studio Show with me. Scott, what's going on? Yeah, doing pretty well. Ended up sweeping uh, last week's totals, which was nice. Had the under in Germany with the Buccaneers team total. They won the game and they still won under 23 and a half as they finished with, I believe, 21 flat. Then I also had the under for the full game in that 49ers-Chargers game, which got there. So, nice sweep. Can't really complain. And let's keep it rolling. Man. uh, First week. First week in the NFL season where the Overs won the week. It was tied 7-7 on games going into Monday night. And then we have the garbage time touchdown at the end of the Washington Commanders and I think it was over Eagles I think game. it was over anyway wasn't it but yeah I mean the game was over the game was basically over the touchdown didn't mean anything the Washington football the Washington Commanders were up and lateral lateral miss lateral pickup ball end zone game over I'm saying I think the game was already over the total at that point but was it I think it was I don't think so I don't think so I think it was at 47 really yeah, I think it was that. Total. I thought it was like 45 and a half or something, or like maybe lower than that. I just, I don't believe that the commanders would have had a total anywhere near 47. Maybe it was, maybe it was teasers. It might have Te- been teasers. It definitely killed teasers and the um, occasional live total, which I'm sure some people had in there. But I'm pretty sure for the full game, it was already over before that garbage time total happened or touchdown then, happened. Uh, the killer was yeah. Total Devonta was forty five. Devonta was Smith over. was the killer. Devonta yeah. Smith over fifty two and a half receiving yards had fifty three. Lateral, lateral. He ends up getting the minus on the receiving yards, and it drops him all the way to thirty nine. I still so don't you, understand that rule, by the way. It's a loose I, ball. Why, why does that have anything to do know. with receiving yards? I, I don't get it, but whatever. Either way. Let's go ahead and get into it, because, you know, we could be here sitting here talking all day. It was finally an over week. Again, unders still absolutely killing this season. I swept on unders when it was the first week that overs actually did well. So I guess I picked my right spots. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee. Green Bay, Thursday night. Tennessee Titans going to Green Bay to play Green Bay Packers. 41 is the total weather and we're looking at uh 25 degrees <laughs> 25 degrees in green bay for this game 13.7 mile per hour winds i mean the big news on green bay side of ball is romeo dobbs out for the season so it was a lot of Christian Watson last week where he ended up getting three touchdowns in that game. Overtime thriller against Dallas Cowboys. Now you're coming back here with against Tennessee where Tennessee is a dog and Vrabel is very good as a dog. What are you doing for this total? I'm on the under. I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel here. It's cold. It's in Wisconsin, middle of November, getting PTSD from college. But still, I'm going to go with the under because I don't exactly trust either team throwing the ball. I know Watson had his coming out party with four, with three touchdowns. He was great, but 
Rodgers passing yards wise really was not good. I believe he had less than 200 yards in uh, regulation. I know he had the big pass to Lazard there in overtime. Mm-hmm. Both teams want to run the ball. We saw Aaron Jones get going. We saw Dylan also uh, be a solid complimentary option. And Green Bay can't stop the run. So I think that Henry's going to get a bunch of touches here. I just see Tennessee being basically a dead under team. Even with the big touchdown pass to Westbrook Aquina, they still only scored 17 points and they won the game anyway. I like the under. I see another ugly Thursday night game. I don't think Green Bay's offense is fixed because of one good game. Tennessee's good against the run. Green Bay's passing game still doesn't really scare me. And you can say the same about Tennessee. I'm on the under. I just see a lot of running clock with handoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think I've picked over in maybe two Thursday night games all year. Easy under. Primetime under. You have a non-conference road spot for the Tennessee Titans here going into a freezing cold environment. These guys are not going to want to go in here and play this game. And it's going to be, all right, put the ball in Derrick Henry and make somebody have to tackle him in the cold. And it's not a lot of guys in the league that can do that. So very, very easy here for me as well. Under in this game, under 41. Going on to Sunday, 1 p.m. on the East Coast, Cleveland Browns are playing the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. 43 is the total weather report. Looks like 29 degrees, windy, overcast, about 23 mile per hour winds in this game. It's also supposed to snow for about three days before the game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really big too. So, I mean... rinse and repeat just take what we said for green bay and tennessee and add it here for buffalo and cleveland cleveland's gonna come in here and try to run the ball down their throat with nick chubb and cream hunt yeah i think the only tricky part is that cleveland's defense is so bad that you do think buffalo could potentially still score 27 points in this game the thing is i'm not sure cleveland gets to 17 and I feel like I have to take the under in this one because I only see under money coming in. Total opened up at around 47 because of the weather. It's dropped about four points. It's definitely not going to stop here. I'm sure the line will close somewhere around 41 or 40, maybe even you know somewhere in between. I don't, I don't think it's going to get lower than that, but I'll assume 41 maybe being the lowest. I think it goes lower before it goes higher. So I'm going to take the under because of potential line movement in the future. But Buffalo... Are they great at running the ball? Not really. Singletary had two touchdowns last week. We know Allen can run. Still makes a bunch of mistakes, so I, I could see a couple of red zone turnovers potentially like we saw last week for Buffalo. But I'm on the under. It's bad weather. Might be some snow on the ground, maybe a little bit of ice, but mostly based on the wind. I see a lot of of running plays here. Give me the under. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not hard for me. It's just a clear under. We've seen the Bills play in this 20 to 25 mile per hour win. And last year when they played against the Patriots and nobody could barely complete a pass that entire game, barely could complete a pass the entire game. And now you're sitting here. I, you got Cleveland who, yes, they're really, really bad defensively. But I think that because they're so bad defensively that Buffalo's going to find a way to run the ball here. They're going to find a way to run the ball, eat up some clock. We already know that's what Cleveland's going to want to do. I don't think they trust Jacoby Brissett's arm in this win. Yep, under here again. First two under start to slate. Next game, we have the Detroit Lions playing the New York Football Giants. 7-2 New York Football Giants. 46 and a half. Second place. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. 46 and a half is the total over money coming in in this game. We have 15 mile per hour winds, 40 degrees, clear in East Rutherford, New Jersey for this one. All right, Jared Goff outside, 40 degrees, windy. Last week, people thought Jared Goff was going to have the bad outside game because he was going to Chicago and they were able to come back and get a win. What happens in this one? Does the over streak for Detroit continue? That's the tricky part because you have the Lions who are a dead over team and you have the Giants who are a dead under team. So you kind of have to meet in the middle. I'm going to go with the under in this one. I don't feel great about it, but since it is going to be windy, still cold in New New York or technically New Jersey, I do think you'll see a lower scoring game. The Giants still love to really dominate time of possession. 
And with the wind, I'm not sure if the Lions will be able to air it out. They do have Swift, who should be getting more touches. They still have Williams, who's a good running back. I can see both teams once again trying to run the ball. I don't want to make it rinse and repeat for the third game in a row, but I do think you're going to see Barkley get a bunch of touches. What do you have, 30-something carries against Houston last week? Mm -hmm. I don't see much changing there since the Lions can't stop the run either. I see a lot of running clock, but it's mostly based on how the Giants really eat up a ton of clock per scoring drive. And I do think that if you can avoid a couple of Barkley 50-plus yard runs, the Giants will just eat up so much clock to actually score that you won't get enough possessions. I'm going to take the under. I could see this game finishing somewhere around like 24-20, something like that. But the Giants really keep games low scoring because of how the offense actually functions. I think they'll move, I think they'll move the ball. I'm just not sure how many big plays they're going to have. So I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, no, I lo- I love the under in this one. And I understand the over money coming in because it is, you know, you think of Dable and his off uh his offense from Buffalo, and then you think, oh the Lions are Jared on the Goff, Lions, yeah. But the Lions tend to really just follow the game script of the other team. And that's kind of how their totals go, even though we know we know they're an over team. But however, if the other team has a really good defense, if the other team's trying to keep this a lower scoring game, then more than likely that's what happens. And that's what happened when they played Green Bay. They played Dallas. They played New England. They really couldn't get the offense going too much. The defense was really, really good. And in terms of at least the Green Bay game, their defense stepped up. And so I think that this is another situation where the defenses are both going to step up in this game. They're both going to make plays, probably more yardage on the giant side of ball than the lion side of ball. I think it's going to be a lot of three and outs, very, very ugly Jared Goff game, maybe a turnover here or there. This is still outside Jared Goff, and I'm not going to let one game, you know, turn around what data has shown us for the most part that he's really, really bad in cold weather. So Yep, I'm with you. Under 46 and a half. I like getting the extra point and a half from opening at 45. All right, next game on the slate. We have the Chicago Bears and the Atlanta Falcons. 50 is the total up a point and a half from 48 and a half in Atlanta in the dome, Mercedes-Benz dome. Man, there's nothing that could really turn me off from it over here. Like, I I truly, I'm all over the over in this one. Justin Fields has looked like a man on a mission and a man with something to prove. And the adjustments that this coaching staff has made to getting him not only just weapons, but also doing what he does well, like using a lot of his bootlegs or using a lot of his legs and just getting them outside of that pocket where they know that they have a deficiency on the offensive line side of ball and able to still make something move and get the ball downfield rather than trying to run the ball every single play behind Khalil Herbert, behind David Montgomery. Well, Herbert's now on the IR, so it's going to be Montgomery. Yeah, no, but they stopped stopped doing that weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. that's really my point, that they stopped trying to just be this run-first, run-always team running behind a terrible offensive line, and they finally decided to use – Justin Fields' legs in the passing game, getting a lot of bootlegs, getting him into a lot of situations where he can just make plays like he did all at Ohio State. This offense is clicking. Atlanta's been reeling a little bit. I expect them to pick it back up against this bad Bears front after all the trades and being decimated a little bit. Give me an over here. I'll take over 50. I agree. I don't think it's definitely an easy call, but the fact is Justin Fields has been amazing for the last couple weeks, and They're still 0-3 during that stretch, which means they can't stop anybody either. The Bears have just been a dead-over team. Uh, They had a game that landed in the 60s against the Lions in cold weather in Soldier Field. That's almost impossible to do. I'm going to go with the over. It's in a dome. I think both teams are going to move it, and I think you'll end up seeing a bit of a track meet take place. The Bears went from dead-under team to dead-over team in the span of about a week and a half, and Mm -hmm. I can't take an under in their games either. Just give me the over. I see a lot of big plays. Yeah, I like that. I like this Bears team total to go over as well. But Atlanta's been reeling for the past couple weeks, trying to figure out how to get that offense where they were in the beginning of the season. And gave up a lot of rushing yards to Foreman two times in the span of a month. So this is this is the opportunity. This is the spot for them to just kind of for the Bears at least to beat up on a bad defense that's been giving up a lot of points to the opposing team and try to come out of here with a win, especially going down south into a dome. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I like it. 
All right, let's move on. Next game of the slate, we have a meeting in the AFC East. And is this for first place? I don't know. Uh, Dolphins. Now you got the Dolphins in there. Yeah, okay, okay. New York Jets going to play the New England Patriots. 38 and a half is the total. It has come down from 39 and a half. Playing this in New England, and the weather is looking like 42 degrees, 11 mile per hour winds. Scott, this is your New York Jets. What are you doing here? 38 and a half. The total's very tricky because I saw Zach Wilson be terrible against New England the first time this season and a couple of the meetings last year. I'm not sure he's going to play well, but I'm not sure if that actually benefits the under because he might throw a couple interceptions, maybe one for a touchdown, maybe one in his own area of the uh, field. I'm going to take the over in this one. I just think 38 and a half is too low. There are a lot of bad weather games with the cold throughout the week. Surprisingly, Foxborough is not actually one of them. Seems like the weather is relatively fine. I just think you're going to see points here. New England moved the ball pretty well in the second half of the first meeting, and I do think they could run the ball against this team. But I do think 38.5 is just a little bit too low for me. I feel like if this number was in the 40s, I'd blindly take the under. But 38.5, I feel like you really are not leaving yourself much room for error. And Mm -hmm. if Wilson throws a couple of dumb interceptions – Maybe Mac, maybe Mac Jones does too. You get a defensive score. If you remember in the first meeting, there was a pick six. It got overturned on a rough in the passer penalty. So that could have been mm-hmm. another seven points there. But I'm on the over. I think this number is just too low. Wilson might give up a defensive touchdown from a terrible interception. And Jones might do the same. So I'm going to go with the over. I think this number is a little bit too short. I see a 24-17 type game. Mm, trying to look something up. I was gonna say both teams are also off the bye, so they have extra yeah. prep, which definitely might help, which might help the offenses here get healthy. But I'll link to the over, and this number is a little too short. Okay, I can't find a team total at all. Uh, yeah, no, I can't find it. All right, um, I think I would. I don't know. I th- I think I'm gonna play the under. This Jets defense has been really, really, like, really, really good. And in the past, what is this, five games that they played, this New England team was the only team that scored over 20 points to get them against mm-hmm. them. Give it up 17, twice, 10, and 9. So well, I, I mean, said 24-17, just kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah, yeah. So it's like right – it's right there. I don't know. Coming off of the bye – both teams should be a little bit more rested, but this, I don't know. 38, 38 is really low. I would just shock that, you know, when you hear bad weather games, Foxborough not being one of those was extremely yeah. shocking. Like, that's pretty that's pretty decent weather. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm leaning over. No, I'm not going to let that change it because I, st- I still think that this New England's defense. I think it could be uglier. I really think it could be uglier, like. Are we even guaranteed to see a touchdown in this game? I think we're going to get at least one. It seems like New England's teams fare well against the Jets' defense, especially in the second half of games from what I've seen. might take a while. I think you'll end up getting at least one touchdown. Still, if I am sw- feel like I'm sweating one touchdown, I don't well, know. Well, you are. I'm, I'm not. I just yeah. think you're going to get points. Nah, I don't think I don't think you're gonna get a lot of points here. I I barely could see these teams scoring a touchdown. Honestly, both of these defenses are like rolling at this point, absolutely rolling. Give me the under thirty eight and a half. All right, what's our next game on the slate here? We have the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the Indianapolis Colts. Forty five is the total, up a point and a half from forty three and a half. We're in that filthy, stinking dome up there in Indianapolis. I mean. I'm going to pick the over, but I'll let you go first. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should just. What is stopping Philadelphia from just absolutely destroying this Colts team? Awful loss as well. I mean, they're going to be motivated to put up a bunch of points. And and off of feeling like, you know, they could have had a shot to really win that game. You know, getting that last uh, roughing the passer call and that one kind of really being the one that sealed the deal. And they're like, man, like we really could have put at least one more drive together and saw what we could have had. I don't know, man. I 
I, I, I'm I, on Philly team total over. I, I'm not trusting this Indianapolis Colts team. I understand that they just got a win with the new head coach, but that was just a clear and obvious spot to kind of be on Indianapolis with Saturday coming in and the books really, really – They're not... also against the Raiders, so I don't yeah, know Yeah, like – yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, give me give me the give me at least a Philly team total over. I I think Philly's going to come in here and put up a put up a bunch of points. Honestly, they've been really good at scoring the past few weeks, and it was really just where they just laid up on Monday Night Football, where they really had an issue moving the ball. Yeah, I think the one concern I have for Philly's defense right now is with Jordan Davis's absence. They have had a hard time stopping the run, and Washington dominated time possession. They ran the ball well. Taylor got going finally, so I do think they could run the ball against Philly. I'm not sure the Colts are going to stop Philly's offense either. I like the over. Philly could score 30 and change. Wouldn't surprise me. I think the Colts could get to 20 in this game. So I actually see this game finishing somewhere in the 50s. I think you'll see a surprising number of points. Yep. All right. Yeah, Philly, weirdly, last four games that they played against this team, they've scored at least 30 points in three of them. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Let's move on. We have the Los Angeles Rams going to play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. 38 and a half is the total in this one. Saints favored in this game. Got that dome. Don't have to worry about anything for the weather here. I mean, both of these two teams stink. Both of these teams stink. And I think, and is that where this this low total is coming from? Because both of these teams stink and we all know they stink. Well, they're both terrible offensively. The only thing that was good about the Rams' offense is Cup. I know he's out for the year because he's having ankle surgery. So the Rams have nothing. The Saints have weapons. They just keep using Andy Dalton. I don't really know why, but they keep using Andy Dalton. I'm taking the under. I think both offenses are awful. And now that Cup's gone, I don't know what the Rams are going to do offensively. They were bad to begin with. Is Stafford going to play? I don't know. So I'm going to take the under. I think this game turns into a rock fight. Hmm. I I just can't. I'm trying to find out any reason why anybody would consider. I guess because it's such a low total, that's maybe why you would and it's a dome it over. So whether yeah, it's not it's an in issue, a dome, but yeah. I I, mean, I don't I don't really care to be honest. Both of these, the, the the Rams obviously told you that they don't like their receiving core outside of Cooper Cup, and New Orleans just doesn't like winning football games. Like at this point, they just are, they do not like winning football games or even being competitive in majority of these games. This game just screams to me the same thing we saw with the Rams and the Buccaneers two weeks ago. Just a rock fight to the end comes down to the wire, but I think this game might finish somewhere around 17 13. So I'm just on the under. Yeah. Last week, they the Saints got a total. Of 39 and a half, and it still went under. They only scored 10 against Pittsburgh. Yeah. They did nothing the entire game. Yeah, no, I'm on the under. I can't do anything with this. This is an ugly game. Defenses, while I don't think that they're either one of them are actually particularly that good, I think they're going to shine with how bad these offenses are. Yeah, I agree. All right. Carolina Panthers going to play the Baltimore Ravens. Double-digit underdog for the Panthers. 43-and-a-half is the total. Looking here for the weather in Baltimore. We got 42 degrees, 15-mile-per-hour winds, clear skies. Baker is rumored to be the starting quarterback for this game. I think he just is the starting quarterback for this game. I thought it was confirmed at this point. Yeah, I think it's either confirmed rumor, something like that. Whatever. He, we're we're handicapping Baker to be the starter because it appears Baker is the starter. Does that change anything? Baker going up against the the Ravens. He's been playing against the Ravens all his career. I think it does change something, but it's also about confidence. Like PJ Walker was really not great. He had the one good game against Atlanta. But it seemed like he was more willing to embrace checkdowns mm-hmm. and to not try to create big passing plays out of nothing. Baker is the opposite. So you might end up seeing a couple of big plays to DJ Moore. Maybe you'll see a defensive touchdown. I think that Mayfield is a bigger wild card. And I think that you want him playing if you want to bet the over. 
because I do think that Mayfield can make something happen for totals either in favor of his team or against his own team with some turnovers in there. But I think I'm going to lean to the under. It seems like Carolina, maybe it's because they didn't really trust Walker, but they really pivoted Mm -hmm. to being a run first team with Foreman being very good as well for the last couple of weeks. Baltimore is a run team. And with Andrews being in out of the lineup and with the missing really every receiver that they had that was worth a damn going into the year, they still have Duvernay, but their main weapon is out for the year now. So that's not exactly ideal for this team to deal with. I am going to lean to the under. It's really just about a time of possession and how each team should want to really drain a lot of clock per drive. But Bateman not being there is going to hurt. Andrews, I'm assuming, will play, but I'm not sure how healthy he actually is. I'm going to take the under because I think based on possession stats alone, there's no guarantee Carolina gets to even 14 in this game. So I'm going to take the under. I think you'll see a rock fight where Baltimore gets an early lead. They drain a lot of clock, and maybe they kick a couple red zone field goals, but I'm on the under. Man, Baker starting, it really just makes – this pushes me to the over just because I yeah. think that Baker knows this is a 12-and-a-half point spread, and he's going to cover the spread. It's simple. It, it's simple as that for me. I think that there's going to be a garbage touchdown late that pushes this one over, and there's going to be some upset people out there in the world. Carolina, really, really bad run defense – top five well bottom five in terms of yards allowed to the running back position and just run teams in general i i think that this is the spot for baltimore where they just kind of get back to identity i know that they sit there they say lamar is a capable passer and he can't push the ball downfield however i think they get back to just working on the run schemes their blocking schemes getting a bunch of big play runs moving the ball down the field putting scores on the scoreboard. And then I don't think Carolina is going to be out of it. Like you said, Baker's a scrappy guy. I think that they're going to go in there. They're going to find ways to score points on a Baltimore defense that has allowed people to be able to move the ball against them at times. And so uh, I do like where Baltimore's defense is trending. I don't think it's there just yet where I'm just going to um, fade them and be able to hold this Carolina offense that is questionable, but they have shown us in the past, they've been able to put up points. So Yeah, I'm going with an over very, very slightly. I think that this one is going to be down to the wire. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Washington Commanders going to play the Houston Texans in Houston in the Dome. 40 and a half is the total. Oh, man. This total feels so sharp. It, it, It does. It really does. And I'm telling you right now, I'm on the sharp side of it. Take the over. Take the over. Take the over. In a dome, I know that it's my guy, Tiny Heine, Taylor Heineken. I know I prefer him better at home. I think Houston is going to put up points in this game. I think they should, at least to some degree. Offensively, they've been terrible. They weren't good against the Giants last week. Scored 16, actually, so I guess it wasn't that bad, but that was also in MetLife. They're going back home. It is a dome, which helps. But Washington with Heineke actually can throw the ball a little bit. They remember that Terry McLaurin is still on the team, which is a good step in the right direction, but they ran the ball well. Houston can't stop the run. I think that you'll see some big plays in this game. I'm going to lean to the over. I think Washington could potentially break through for like 27 here. Mm. I think it's possible. So if that's the case, I am going to lean to the over. Might not be easy, but I think it finishes somewhere in the, I'd say, low to mid-40s. So I'll lean to a slight over. Yeah, I I think that this is a decent letdown spot for Washington. And, man, it just – I don't know why I feel it, but it's always that those couple games, like those one to two games a year for the for last year and this year, the Davis Mills – comes out there it looks like a really really competent quarterback and against this Washington pass defense that while they had a really good day yesterday I don't expect that every week it just feels like that this is that time where Davis Mills comes out there and looks like oh crap he might actually be a decent quarterback there there are some rumors that Chase Young might be actually ready to play in this game he might have been able to play on Monday Night Football they decided to not use him I'm not sure what his snap count would be if he does suit up. I'm not sure if he's even ready. We'll see. But there is a chance Chase Young does play. So keep yep. that in mind as well. 
that would change things. All right. Going on to the 4 p.m. slate of games, we have the Las Vegas Raiders going to Denver to play the Denver Broncos. 41 and a half is a total down two points from opening at 43 and a half. Two mile per hour winds, 48 degrees, clear skies, still too cold for me, but pretty good football weather there. Scott, what are you doing in this one? I have no idea. Because Denver is such a dream under team. They can't score. Their defense is incredible. And the Raiders are the opposite. The offense is usually decent when they're not playing the Saints. And defensively, they're terrible. So the first meeting landed 55 or somewhere around there. But that was in the Dome in Las Vegas. Now you're in in Denver. Derek Carr's crying in press conferences. I don't know what the hell's happening. Oh, boy. Uh Five straight unders for Denver. I know. Denver can't score for crap. I mean, that's really the problem here. No, like, that's... Wow, that's really... 9-16-9-21-10. It's a disaster. But the Raiders can't stop anybody. I really don't know about this game. Uh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna back the offenses. I'm going to back the offenses and, you know, we're sitting here talking about all the nasty games we're seeing this weekend. And I think I'll lean to the over as well, but I don't feel great about it. I don't trust. I really don't. I don't trust the Raiders defense, but I do think that this could be another situation where Josh Jacobs is able to move the ball again. I mean, if there's any way to attack this Broncos defense, you're attacking them up front because you're damn sure not going against that secondary. Like that is not the problems you want. And as good as that secondary is, you're telling me I'm getting part two between Devontae Adams and Patrick Sertan and how that's going to go this second time around. I think that this could be somewhat similar, maybe not all the way there, but somewhat similar to the first game where we see some points scored different ways, whether it be a defensive touchdown on the special teams. I, I like this rivalry game. The Raiders just find a way to give up points. Like they just mm-hmm. find a way to give up points. 25 last game, 27 before that, 24 to the Saints, 20 to the Texans, 30 to the Kansas City Chiefs in their last five. I'm gonna trust them to somehow, some way let Russell Wilson score the ball, and they are gonna be able to keep up. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the over one. I'm not going to play this. I can tell you that right now. But I do think this game kind of screams heartbreaking loss for the Raiders because that's kind of consistent at this point. Give me a 23-20 final, something like that. Yeah, sounds good. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Vikings. 47 and a half is the total in a dome. Dallas favored by one on the road here. Does Minnesota score on Dallas's defense? I think they can because Dallas can't stop the run. You're just looking at Dallas's performance last week against Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. It was a mess. They are, I believe, bottom five in rushing yards allowed per game. Dalvin Cook's been quiet. Uh, He had the one huge run there against the Bills for, I forgot what it was, 70-plus yards for a touchdown, and he didn't really do much besides that. But I think I will lean to the over. I think both teams, especially in a dome, can move the ball. We know that Dallas, despite losing to Green Bay, did score 28. They didn't Mm -hmm. score for the entire fourth quarter in overtime, so they could have potentially gotten to 30 if they decided to kick the field goal in overtime. But I'm going to lean to the over. Kirk Cousins has been good this year, and Jefferson's just a matchup nightmare for everybody involved. I'll lean over. I think you'll see a pretty entertaining, I'd say, 27-24 type game. I think this game could find a way into the 50s. I'm going to take the over. Hmm. It's not that easy of a call, but that's kind of where I understand why Dallas is favored, and it's really on the back of their defense. And the Lions' advanced metrics aren't a wow factor. They just find a way to win close games. Minnesota can absolutely kill them running the ball, but do they do it? They've been very iffy on deciding whether they're going to be run first or pass first this year. 
Yeah, let's go with an over. Let's go with an over, man, because I think that there's I think there's areas in this Dallas defense you can exploit. And I, I don't know who's gonna guard Jefferson. Do you trust Diggs guarding Jefferson? I yeah, know. no. And that's that's really it. And I think it's more of the attention that they're gonna because they're gonna shift everybody closer to Justin Jefferson's side of the field. Like so I think that opens up things on the other side of the field and also, the fact that the safeties are going to be looking towards Justin Jefferson. So, if you're playing too high against Dalvin Cook, good luck. I mean, I just need the coaching staff to give the ball to him. But good luck if you're if you're really going to play back on Dalvin Cook. I think that there's ways both teams can score the ball here. I'm not really concerned about Dallas's offense. Dallas's offense has been good for the better part with Dak coming back. So, yeah, all right, I'll take an over 47 and a half for this one. Next game on the slate, Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers face off in a rematch of week one, battle of the AFC North. 41 is the total. 42 and a half is where it opened at. Under money is coming in. Weather in Pittsburgh is going to be 26 and 12 mile per hour winds. I'll say it. I don't trust Cincinnati. I don't trust Cincinnati. I'm going with an under because I don't trust Cincinnati. I have no idea what Cincinnati is going to do in this matchup where they're actually playing somebody competent without Jamar Chase. I'm on the last under. Week they, last week they played the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are not good. That was, that was two weeks ago. They had team. a bye, but still. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Played Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers aren't good. Just not good. I think that you're going to get a lot better effort out of Pittsburgh this time around. And I think Pittsburgh is going to play it safe with Kenny Pickett yet again. Just really play, play it safe, put him in good situations. They're not expecting him to go out there and score 30 points. They just want to score more points than other team. I'll take an under 41. I'm on the under as well. Uh, Chase in the first meeting at 10 catches for 129 yards and a touchdown. And now, of course, he's not available. Uh, you're looking at how that game unfolded. It landed 43 it was really a miracle the game landed 43. You had a defensive touchdown to start the game for Pittsburgh. Uh, you also ended up having a buzzer beater game, uh, potential game winning touchdown by Jamar Chase. Then the extra point got blocked. So you had 34 points with three seconds left in the game with a defensive touchdown involved. And the game <laughs> went over because of a buzzer beater touchdown followed by an overtime period. And that led to a game winning field goals. The game landed 43. I'm going to take the under. Pittsburgh defensively is T.J. Watt back, which is a big boost, and they were good against New Orleans last week. Cincinnati offensively, I think, is a good team, but without Chase and with that offensive line, I still don't trust in the road at Heinz Field. I'm on the under. I see an ugly, I'd say, 2017-type game. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Next game, we have... Kansas City Chiefs going to play the Los Angeles Chargers in SoFi. 50 is the total. They already matched up this season, second week of the season, Thursday night football, where total just went under 52 and a half. You're getting it way lower, 50 here. And in part because does anybody know who's playing for the Chargers? Nobody knows. And if missing, you do know, basically everybody. And if you do know, you're not going to know because when the game comes around, they're going to lose somebody else like they did this week. And they're just going to lose somebody else. And you have no idea how to handicap this team. 50. KC. Somewhat the Chargers. What are you doing? I'm on the under. I don't feel great about it because Mahomes could go for 30. I'm not sure the Chargers get the 20. I think this team is bad. I think that they are the product of a very soft schedule, and anytime they've had to step up in competition, they have struggled. And offensively, I'm not going to fully blame Herbert. I know that he has kind of underperformed this year, but you're expecting Keenan Allen to have a good year. He's barely played. Mike Williams is now hurt. You're missing a couple of starting offensive linemen. Uh, you're missing really just a bunch of key personnel on both sides of the ball. But I think the Chiefs are going to probably do what they did against Jacksonville, open up a decent lead, and then just coast. And we know the Chiefs really excel, one of the most underrated skill sets in the league. 
They're really, really good at draining all the clock on their final drive. And I think mm-hmm. if you see the Chiefs go on some massive 13-play, 50-something-yard scoreless drive to end the game, mm-hmm. it would not surprise me because that's what the Chiefs and Mahomes do well. I'm on the under. Is mostly just assuming the Chargers won't be able to do anything offensively in this game. Give me the under. I see this game being a rock fight for at least one of these teams. Oh, yeah. I think that there's definitely going to be at least one quarter where one team is going to hold the ball for like at least half of the quarter in a drive. And that because that's just how the Chiefs play ball. And I I really don't like it's funny because you don't have it like there's no issue with the Chiefs offense. The only thing is that their defense has been playing well and they haven't been getting tested to the point where they feel like they need to be put up a bunch of points. And the Chiefs uh, also drain a lot of clock per drive when they're not even trying to stall. That's the main issue without Tyreek. They don't generate many huge, like, 70-yard yes. touchdown plays. Every drive is slow and methodical and Possession 10 catches. plays 75 yards. It's just Catch a lot for five of yards here. Yeah. Run for three yards there, mm-hmm. catch for four yards there, Bunch like just continuously. It's a yeah, lot of moving clock. the ball. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with under. you. I'm on under under fifty. All right, Monday night football. We have the San Francisco 49ers going to play the Arizona Cardinals. Forty three and a half is the total. Uh, in a dome. All right. Oh, I lost my page. Okay, here we go. <sighs> division game. We know division unders. I really like I really want to find any reason to be on the over here because I feel like everybody's gonna be on the under. But who and... do you want a quarterback? Do you want McCoy or do you want Kyler Murray? Does it matter? I don't think either the offense is him. good either. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I think the offense is just bad. I think the office is just bad and it's just not going to succeed. They'll be able to have big flashy plays. Like they'll put, mm-hmm. they'll have the highlight play that goes up on social media and everybody's talking about how did they do that? But no, they don't put up points, man. And not against the San Francisco defense. That is now they're in mid season form. They've got all the injuries back and they've got people playing. They're healthy. You're sitting here. I'm still looking at Jimmy G on the road laying eight points. Like, I don't trust that situation at all. I don't trust the offense to be able to go out there and score in bunches. I think that they have a lot of good, nice pieces around Jimmy G, but I still think that they have an issue just going out there and blowing teams out. I'm one under here. I think I'm going to agree with you. Uh, the Niners, I mentioned in the same breath as the Chiefs, of course, they're often a lot worse. They also don't generate many huge, huge plays. Occasionally, Samuel gets loose, and maybe McCaffrey breaks one. But for the most part, it's Jimmy G in prime time. I've seen this movie time and time again. I saw it last week. He's not good. And I think Arizona's defense is not a great unit. It did get better over the course of the season. But I just see a lot of clock running because we saw Arizona, especially with McCoy, really lean into James Conner. They cut Dino Benjamin, but Connor got the ball a lot. He wasn't exactly efficient in terms of yards per carry, had two touchdowns. But I do think the Cardinals will try to run. I know the Niners will try to run. I just see a lot of clock coming off during the actual drives here. I'm on the under. The Niners can win this game comfortably. Like if San Francisco won this game, let's just say hypothetically 24 10, mm-hmm. would anyone be surprised? Probably not. Nope. So I'm on the under. All right. Both on us of the under. Before we get into our lock and team total for this slate, got to talk to you about win bet because they're available available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Great promos, payouts, odds, everything at win bet. You have the win casino. You have the win win bet win hour where you can get the marquee game of the week for the best odds, five to six p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win a $100 free bet. So much choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older. President state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the... The SGPN World Cup Free Roll Contest. Get into the app and you can have a chance to win $250 cash and $250 gift card. 
All you have to do is make sure you check out all of our World Cup content on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Because you can get all your holiday shopping done early. You can get a talk about my third leg of my parlay shorts. You can get the sweet Christmas sweater. You can get some NFL gambling podcast gear. All of that stuff. 10% off from now until Thanksgiving. We use promo code D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S. All caps. Store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S. Man, that's that was a word right there. That was a word. Touch my soul right there. All right. Lock and team total. Hmm. Let's go with. I'm gonna go to the Giants game for my lock. Give me under 46 and a half. For the New York Giants versus the Detroit Lions, not only is this just Jared Goff outside, and I don't trust the Giants ever to actually score, you know, a reasonable amount of points, but also look ahead spot for both teams on Thanksgiving next week on Thursday. Hmm, could be a little, you know, could be something there. Under 46 and a half, I'll take it for my team total. Let's go with. Man, is it bad luck if I take the Eagles? No. Could be jinxing them. I could that works jinx in your them. favor because you're trying yeah, to. Yeah, I could jinx them because and if I jinx them, I'm happy because they probably didn't win the game if I jinx them. All right, yeah, I'm going with that. All right. Going with Eagles team total over. Wow, I don't have a number. Do you have a number? Uh let me pull that up quickly. Uh, uh wow. I thought I would have had a number at that site. Um, I see 26 and a half. Yeah, no, I still feel confident with that. Because this Eagles, yeah, this Eagles team has been scoring the ball in bunches for the most part most part of their weeks. And after their bye week, they're actually two and one with it being last week, you know, Monday night football where they didn't hit over this number. So yeah, I still like the Eagles to just score in bunches and be really angry after that loss and what they felt like. Also, as AJ Brown puts it, took the monkey off their back of the 17 and 0. So this is a refreshed Eagles team. They find ways to score on the Colts. Lock team total. Scott, what are you doing? So for this one, for the overall game total, uh, it's pretty tricky. I thought about the Buffalo under just based on the fact the line should probably drop even more because of the weather. Uh, but Cleveland's defense is so bad. I'm, I wasn't sure if I actually wanted to bother or not. Uh, I thought about the Saints-Rams under. It's in a dome, but both teams are absolutely terrible. Um, You know what? I think it's going to be an interesting pick, but I do like it. I am going to go to the uh, Monday night or Sunday night game. You know what? Now I'm going to go to the Monday night game with the 49ers and Cardinals. I'm going to take the under 43 and a half. Right. Uh, it's a primetime game in division. Uh, it's mostly based on the fact the Cardinals have a bit of a quarterback controversy because I'm not sure if Murray's going to play or not. I still love this Niners defense. They kind of no-showed the first half against the Chargers and then gave up no points in the second half. But Arizona's offense, not great. They're going to try to run the ball. It's probably not going to work, but I do like their overall just depth defensively. Offensively, they have weapons. The issue is Jimmy G really not great, and the Niners really take up a ton of clock per scoring drive because they don't generate many huge plays. I think the defense keeps the Cardinals in check. I think the offense will be able to score, but it might take a decent amount of time to actually score. Once again, give me a 24-10 type game. I think 43 and a half is too high. I'm going to take the under. All right. For my team total, I'm going to go back to the Cowboys and Vikings game. I'm going to take the Cowboys team total over 23 and a half. I think that number is a bit too low. It's at minus 120. Cowboys have scored at least 24 points in each of their last three games, scored at least 28 points in each of their last two games. The Cowboys offense, I think, is pretty good. And we saw CeeDee Lamb go nuts against the Packers. Uh, Minnesota defensively this season has been pretty mediocre, which is why the Vikings record is a bit absurd because they're a mediocre offense and defensive team according to like advanced <laughs> analytics and 
It's just the fact. So like, you look at the actual numbers. No, and everything. It is. It is. That's why it's like everybody talks about this Vikings team being fool's gold. Like, I think I saw somewhere, some company on Twitter today posted their power rankings. They had the Vikings number one. And I'm like, man, when I made my power rankings for this week, there was no way I was putting the Vikings number one. Yeah, I they find ways to win games. They're eight and one, but you're looking at the overall numbers and the stats, and they're basically middle of the road. But the point yeah. is the Cowboys have a lot of weapons. Pollard is really, really good. Lamb's been good. Uh, it's going to be in a dome, so weather's not a factor. But I do think Dallas has the weapons to exploit this defense. 23 and a half. If it was 24 and a half, I'd probably stay away. But I get that key number of 24. I think Dallas is a great shot to win the game. I think they're the more talented team. But mm-hmm. I think this number is a bit too short. I think this game might get into the 50s. But I think Dallas could score three touchdowns and a field goal, maybe even four touchdowns in this game. Give me the Cowboys team total over 23 and a half. All right. Guys, that's it. Guys and gals. Sorry. That's it for the NFL Gambling Podcast Totals Edition. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? No, we're back once again later in the week for the NFL with the Thursday Night Football Show. Besides that, I know we're going to be doing the two-person NBA gambling podcast for Wednesday, tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. So check out either the YouTube live stream or just the podcast in general on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But you can find me on Twitter at Ratio Radio. And, you know, all the shows I do, I'm not going to list them off. But either way, y'all see you again tomorrow. Yeah, all right, everyone. I mean... There's really, he really wrapped it up. He said he's at Rice Show Radio, Matt, really real underscore underscore. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast on Twitter, on YouTube, Spotify, wherever, wherever you get, you can subscribe, follow, any of that, any likes, retweets, love, all of that stuff. Show some love to the podcast. Make sure to just follow everything, everything in the network. We have a great network. We have a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Other than that, yeah, I'm about to lost words. At this point, I'm just talking to talk. Have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No way of any podcast. I'm just into it like this. We are out of here.